do what the business is it is another week in the books with the on deck tv podcast i am spike lou man how is your boy animal brown animal underscore brown if you're looking for me on instagram and twitter i am spike lou in them same social streets holding it down in the podcast game how was your week buddy uh submit i didn't really do shit i was chilling it was raining it was like a flood watch down here in the a it was crazy it was a real ugly hurricane season is amongst us. Did you early vote? I tried to. Uh, the line was, I don't know, three, four hours long. I'm not going to be able to do it. Christ. I'll come back toward the middle of the early uh, voting. and We'll try this again. Let's just do the mail-in. You ain't fucking with that? Oh, shit. I could do the mail-in. I ain't really thinking about it. Man, you just mail it, motherfucker. Man. I don't I think it's do. too late. You can go online and do that. I might do that, dude. Shit. Yeah. That line ain't get you in there. No, I'm not waiting in that line. Definitely Woo. not. I was looking for the VIP in the free voting line. Can I get to the front, please? And thank you. <laughs> I'm on with it. It's another week in the books, the On Deck TV podcast, man. What we got on deck for this week? Yeah, man. Action Pack Week. Master P gets criticized. My boy, they trying to come at my boy for his new cereal. We'll talk about that. Um, also, Killer Mike is putting his money where his mouth is. And we got a special album covers episode breaking down our favorite album covers and also diving in and going into a deep dive of album covers, period, and kind of what they mean to the culture and the game even today. Thanks. But first, Kendrick Lamar, we're talking K-Dot again. He recently deleted all of his posts, except for one about his new entertainment company, PG Lang, prompting rumors to spread that he was leaving TDE to release music exclusively on that PG Lang imprint. Now, TDE president, top dog, and even Kendrick himself took to social media to address the rumors as false. My question, do you believe that there's truth to the Kendrick TDE departure rumors? Absolutely not. I think that because Kendrick Lamar isn't an attention whore like his peers, then people have to manufacture stories to talk about. They'll look for clues like his video shoot where he's standing by a payphone. They'll look for tweets that aren't there, indescript coded messages that they see all over Twitter. And they say, hey, Kendrick Lamar's leaving TDE because this guy started TDE and he's disgruntled and Kendrick's coming with him. Sounds fantastic for a Fox series. It's great. We write an empire. I just don't think that, and I can reference the story that Kendrick told on Damn of how in, he and Top Dog are acquainted. This is a lot deeper than label stuff. And I don't think that we would get news of Kendrick leaving, not to say that it's impossible, 
he's not leaving via a secret message and going to do work with the guy who is um Dave May, I believe his name, who's Free. beefing with T Dave Free, who's beefing with TDE over some other shit. I just don't think that he's doing top dog like that. I'm I'm not sure if he's leaving either, but I did think it was suspicious for both of them to address it, considering that this didn't even come from a reputable source. Like it was by all accounts, just speculation that somebody ran with because he deleted all his posts and left that one post. So somebody was like, oh shit, you know how uh, when a player deletes, you know, pictures from his team, it's like, oh shit, he wants to be traded. It's like, whoa, yeah, whoa. Giannis like, did it after this season. He unfollowed all the little books or some shit like that. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, whoa, like, okay. Like that, that it's just speculation, but, and, but but Top Dog is fairly present on social media. So he tweets and he does this thing all the time. That doesn't really surprise me. Kendrick is a hermit. Like I so for him to come out and do his little video with the little blues clues doll, well, I don't know what the fuck that was about. I thought that was very interesting. They might, for the first time, and I know we talked about this a couple of episodes back, they might be feeling the pressure that everybody is waiting on something and they haven't put it out and maybe they're working on something that's not connected maybe the music ain't hitting like they think it's supposed to hit like maybe they're up against the ropes because i thought that their response spoke more volumes than the rumor itself up against the ropes from what pressure of people like yo where's the music at in and because Damn. normally they don't address shit like that over they don't address if, if they if they if top dog and kendrick and who and a-list artists, whoever addressed every rumor about them, but they wouldn't have time to rap, dude. Well, it's not every rumor. I think the source, not even the resource being reputable, but the story being believable because of the guy's association, Dave's association with TDE. And again, because it is so quiet, I don't think that has anything to do with the music or anything to do with beef. I think it's just like people, especially nowadays in this news cycle that we live in there. And I was being facetious when I said media whores, about his peers, but Kendrick lets the music speak for him. And whether people hate it or love it, that's just how it is. And the moment that you start to, people start to speculate and oh, what's going on, what's going on. I think that now going into his fifth album, you can't just address it like it was going into your first or second or if it was damn or something like it. Like you do have to, since you're so quiet, say something, but I don't think that's trouble in paradise. Mm, I don't know, man. They say where there's smoke, there's fire. Ah, you never know. Would, would you be shocked if this time next year, his album, or, or or what if he just put out, let's say he put out his new album on TDE and then he put out some bullshit greatest hits to get out of his contract. And this time next year, he's dropping a debut on PG Lang. Like you wouldn't be surprised, bro. No, five records in this time. Like, Kendrick Lamar is a big yeah, but it is. But Kendrick Lamar is also a big enough star as to where he has to grow. Like, I, I know Top Dog ain't going to be like forever. I want you to be TDE. Like, he has to take the, the logical steps for a rap superstar to make more bread. And that's going to be more than rapping on TDE. So if it happens, I definitely can see it happen. But I, I just don't see it happening this way. I think it'll be a more cordial split. It wouldn't yeah, be I with this guy that used to be beefing with with Top and, like, they got something going on and they fell out on bad terms, Dave and Top Dog. So I don't think Kendrick's siding with a nigga like that. I, I heard Kendrick owns a little bit of TDE. That's what I heard. I could see that. A little percentage. Much, little much money as he done made them, I could see that. Yeah, that ain't, that'd that be ain't smart. a bad move at all. That ain't a bad move at all. 
moving on it seems like every week man we're talking about new television shows being premiered your man's big boy andre Patton. is not andre just what is it andre is that his name Patton. i know his yeah. name Patton. but he is executive producing a brand new show called government records government records and we'll talk about what it's about here lately but my question to you is from the information you have on government records and big boys background is this something that you're looking to see let's first let's 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 get some context as to what the hell government records is all right it this is straight from their little press release quote government records is about two atf officials who are trying to catch a crime ring overseen by a 90s hip-hop star. The agents go undercover as musicians as they team up with the FBI and the Atlanta PD to catch the perps, end quote. Supposed to be a mix between Empire and Get Shorty. Okay, now with that being said, there's only one thing that makes this must-see TV, and that is if Big Boy is acting in it. (laughs) If he's acting in it, I'm absolutely tuned in. Super underrated. He steals everything that he's been in. ATL, Superfly, even Hoosier Caddy, even that bullshit, he was funny in too. So Big Boy is made for the TV screen. I'm surprised he hasn't done more shit. Good for him being behind the scenes, getting the behind the scenes bag, but please, he got to be a reoccurring character, at least if not a main character. I'm tuning in if he's a main character. That's a fact. He definitely has to be on the show if if it's going to be any good. Um, must see though? Absolutely not. And here's the reason why we've came across different ideas, uh, from tales, this empire, uh, empire, like those are fucking great ideas, True. but the execution is always some slaw. Like I flat out say it. And the reason being, I feel like if you come, if they, they, I, I watched the guy's press release who's behind us, the white guy. Yeah. And I feel like if it makes it to Andre, now Andre needs to take the baton and keep running it up the ladder. Not let me give you a million dollars to make this and it could be okay. And I'm tied to a pretty decent story. Nigga, take that shit to Miramax, nigga. Use your connections to make that motherfucker right. Like 50 is doing with the BMF tail, like the shit that Irv Gotti did, this shit right here, that shit that we talked about, that's gonna have a vampire hip hop. Like, man, make these shits better for the culture. Don't just put that shit out to put your name on it, man. We wanna see good shit. Like, I wanna see a good hip hop show. Like, Power was okay. Like, it tried. I I gifted the vein that it was trying in, but I want something even better than that. Uh, Like, even this show, the the government records thing, man, you throw this shit on A&E, man, it's like some Breaking Bad type shit. If you can get it right. Yeah, if you can get this right, you get the right writers in here, you work this out for five seasons, you got these niggas undercover with the rap group, man, that shit could be gold. But the previews that I seen and this nigga that I seen talking about it, that white man, and like, man, get this shit out of here. Mail that shit to Tyler Perry. Let that nigga make this shit. But man, it, it, it just needs to be some type of group or some people that could take this shit and make it like the quality that like TV connoisseurs look, look for and like. Like it can't yeah. just be all because it's black people on their empire power that we're gonna watch it and accept that it's bullshit. Nah, nigga, I want this shit to be good. I agree. That's I agree. So um, I, I need to know what the tone is for this right here. You telling me it's a mix of Empire and Get Shorty. First of all, we're not even starting there. Like you can't even sell shit to me telling me it's Empire and Get Shorty. That's what like, I'm absolutely saying. Absolutely not, bro. Yeah, that's, you over two with that. I'm I'm cool on both of those. That, so 
I need to know the tone. This is some silly shit. Cause that's what throws me off. I remember when uh, Empire first got announced. I was like, oh, okay, like like you said, it sounded good. Then you watch it and like the tone is off for me. I was like, ah, nah, this is like some soap opera. She's like, nah, I'm good on this. I remember when Love and Hip Hop got announced and the way it was described <laughs> was one yeah. thing. And then you watch it and it's a reality yeah. TV housewives show. I was like, ah, man, like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm do let down constantly, it. dude. Yeah, That shouldn't be some slaw. I need somebody to get busy. I get it. Black people are cool right now. We're in. It's hot. So you want to jump on the latest wave and get black lead characters. And that's cool. All of that. Just make some make some quality shit, bro. Like you said, that can last five, six seasons. Go down in history on some classic shit, man. Like quit giving us the basic ball, man. Make that shit. I think people, facts. I think people tying shit just want to tie their name to shit to say they did a movie as opposed to making that shit good. Make that shit quality, nigga. I don't care if you executive produced that hot garbage. Oh, what I was about to say, did you see the preview for this shit? No, nah, I did. I didn't see oh that. Oh my god. Did you did you watch the interview for the good dude that was pitching it? Like the executive nah, produced? I just read all of that shit is trash. It, it looks almost like a parody, dude. Like something Saturday Night Live would pitch. And dude, it was awful. Awful. Damn. Like I, I, I can't even describe to you how bad it was as far as like I, I'll send you the video. That shit was trash. That's a letdown, man. Because Big Boy is hilarious, dog. Like he he needs to be on something. Like somebody, please ASAP. get a hold of him. Some director out here, get a hold of him and put him in something immediately, dude. Is he he gold on TV? Big facts. And big facts. Moving on, man. Uh, let's talk TDE again. All right, two TDEs uh, <laughs> this episode. Uh, Reason, rapper on TDE, is fresh off the release of his debut album, New Beginnings. There's a song on there called Fall that's got Mac Miller fans outraged, all right? Now, I'm going to play the clip. Let's hear the clip. Look, you said you want to be an artist. We're going to turn you to an addict. Get rid of the niggas that you got on with. Then give you the tools to dig your own shit. Surround you with some whack niggas, some yes man that's gonna tell you that your rap's iller. A couple cars, some jewelry, make your stacks bigger. Then one day you could become the next Mac Miller. Here's your chance, nigga, sign here. Mac Miller fans were super hot. They took it as a diss to the late rapper. Was his bars taken out of context? I don't think they were taken out of context. I think the reason did exactly what he was trying to do as far as spark controversy with his lyrics. I think he's coming from that school of game, 50 Cent in that era where I'm gonna say whatever it is, because even on his single, he named dropped a couple of people, as I mentioned it as my put on a couple of weeks ago, he was name dropping a couple of names and not in any bad sense, but in the sense of just name dropping people where people will talk about it. I don't think the Mac Miller fans, um, or people that are criticizing for him are in the wrong because as reason probably knew when he was making this, people were gonna talk about it and respond. And as an artist, I think that's what you're looking for. More people are talking about reason now than they have been before, unfortunately, but he does, he makes great music. So I'm glad that people are starting to pay attention. Unfortunately, it was at the, uh, at the mercy of a Mac Miller bar that people think was in bad taste. I don't personally think it was in bad taste, this is rap. Like he he wasn't telling a lie. If he was shitting on Mac Miller name in that verse or something of that nature, okay, then you got a point. But he's just keeping it really, he's doing what rappers do. I'm supposed to be painting a true picture and telling you a story. And everything that he said in that little four to six bars that you said right there, that's true. That's the game. And he's trying to prevent people from falling into that. Yeah, now, first of all, 
that's my favorite song on the album. The song is fire. That was great. Too. First off, the album is great, by the way. Yeah, I like the album too. Um, second off, I'm not sure what he's trying to do lately. You just you just mentioned it. He dissed Logic in a, in, a, in a song that he put out there for seemingly no reason. I, I don't I don't get where that necessarily came from. Now he name drops Mac, and I think he knew that this would elicit a response. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like he knew that, but most importantly. He needed this. <laughs> like this is the best thing that could have happened yeah, to his not? rollout. Because up until this point, look, he's nice. He makes good music. He's on a reputable uh record label. But bro, his album and projects have had zero buzz up until this point. Like this he is can rap. He put a stack. He can rap so, too. Yeah, so I'm saying no, no, he's nice with it. Like, like he can spit and everything, and he's talented in the whole nine, but he just he doesn't have an identity in the game. And so I don't know if he wants his identity to, to be the guy who randomly disses people in songs, like, I, I, I don't know, but... He's trying to take over for game, I'm telling you. That's that's Next. possible, and this is a way to get buzz. This is a way to get people to hate you. It's also possibly a way to get people to love you, but now, but do I think the line was taken out of context? I don't. I think this is was taken how he intended it. Now, do I think it was disrespectful? Slightly. Because I'm not going to... Even when I heard it, I kind of thought to myself... I was like, damn, why did he say Mac Miller right there? Like, it was, it was kind of, it was a little weird. And I was like, maybe did I, did I miss something? <laughs> but the, the first verse is a cautionary tale for female rappers about how the label will try to make you do X, Y, and Z and, and look like this. And then the second verse was a cautionary tale of male rappers and how they'll make you look like this and da, 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 da. I just thought it, it was in poor taste using Mac Miller as the example out of all of the rappers who have ever rapped. Uh, I, I thought that was a little strange. Maybe he didn't have, maybe he had nobody else to rhyme with him, man. Like it, it I don't do the message like that, gets man. lost He's better when you than do that. that. I don't think that it was a, I can't find anything to rhyme, but I think it was intentional. Like maybe so. What, what's the, what's the blowback or the worst thing that's going to happen if you reason, if you do this, people are going to talk about you. Like nobody's going to cancel him for this. I think he meant, he did this intentionally. Uh, I, I, well, excuse me. I said, well, excuse me. Yeah. Reason. Yeah. I don't think that that logic thing was a diss too. That's a strong word. No, that was a diss. He said, he said, I don't take from, he said, I don't take from the culture like a logic. He said, how can you confuse me with him? I don't take from the culture. That's a diss. Where's, where's a lie? No, that's, that's a diss. I didn't say it was where's a lie the, or the truth. <laughs> see y'all, he said, see y'all mistake my name for logic. Y'all got me fucked up. How you compare a nigga to take from the culture versus a nigga that's for it. This shit getting boring. That's a diss, sir. Well, and I, but where did that come from that. though? That's what I'm saying. What? Well, what? I, well, why can't he address this as a rapper? Like, I feel like you taking from the culture, my nigga. Here, here, take this bar, take these what L's, way? my nigga. Who? Oh, I'm not getting into that. I don't know what he meant by it. I, I feel the same way, but I can't speak for him. <laughs> like, but he, I, I, why can't he address that as a rapper? He's an artist. He meant to, like, okay, he go a bar. You mad? Go in the booth, rap. Because it, it seems like you're reaching for people who are perceived to be more successful. It seems like you clout chasing, bro. Because logic is on a different. Realm you don't, you don't, I promise you, you don't get no clips in the hood for dissing logic. No, but you get clout on the internet, bro. Nobody does shit for the he hood no more. Looking, they do it for the internet. He's not looking for internet clout, though. He's it, just bro, trying to every, sell records and get people to talk about him. It ain't clout that he's looking for, so it's not a diss. I'm just telling you how I feel. You ain't got to take it a certain kind of way. I'm not dissing you. I'm just keeping it real. And my yeah. keeping it real telling me, well, excuse me, his keeping it real is saying, hey, my nigga, you stealing from the culture. You got a problem with it? Go in the booth and go in the booth and prove me wrong. Yeah, so it ain't so no I fight did, shit. 
So Logic can say your name in front of his 3 million Twitch followers and then they go listen to your record. Or, That's clout chasing. Or That's ignore me. You can ignore me. Like Logic ain't that much of a bigger artist than like these niggas is what? in the same class if we being honest. Like like as, as far as rap skills and artist level. I ain't talking about like, skill. I ain't talking about skills though. I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm, talking, I'm about, talking about skill level. Yeah, well, you know, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about in terms of fan base. He's way bigger than him. Yeah, because he's a plant. He's an industry plant. He may be. I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Naturally, he's bigger than him because he's an industry player. But y'all ain't got no problem with it, man. Like, hey, you swing your nuts, man. Young nigga trying to make his name for himself in this rap game. I ain't mad at that, man. Keep dissing these niggas, man. Do it with skill and talent, man. Leave the clout shit alone. I don't believe that. My uncle, Master P, Percy Miller, the last quick kick before we get out of here and get into our favorite album covers, man. Uncle P is back at it again. He's a retail mogul, as we all know. Uh, he is being criticized for pushing a more unhealthy food on top of the wrap snacks and the oodles and noodles that we talked about on here earlier. He is now hitting the hood with the sugar-coated hootie hoods. My question to you, is the criticism for Master P fair or foul for this unhealthy snacks that he's providing the hood? It's foul, man. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of people complaining about what P got going on. And listen, I'm standing by P on this one. Point, right? Excuse that me? The pe for the record, you were a vegetarian at one point for the people, right? For sure. You wanted healthy food in your life. That doesn't mean, just because you're I mean, a vegetarian. I, 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 I'm, I'm just asking a question. I saw, I just asked nah, just, just because you're a vegetarian or you're vegan don't mean that you're eating healthy, though. I said you specifically want to healthy I just didn't want to eat meat. Life, but you want it to be healthier. <laughs> I didn't want to eat meat. Nigga, you wanted to be healthier, yes. Nigga, or no. Oreos are vegan friendly. Nigga, that don't mean I ain't asking you none of that. I'm asking you, were you trying to be healthy when you were a vegan? No, I was trying not to eat meat. <laughs> that was the purpose. Lie. I'm lying dead ass. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. There's no way that you didn't have any health intentions when you stopped wanting to eat slightly, meat. slightly. Exactly my point. But go ahead. But go ahead I, I'm I'm standing by P on this. Like he's beginning to figure this food thing out. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get on the health backlash in a second. <laughs> like when he dropped the the noodles, the wrap noodles, we both got on here and said, "Bro, you take your face off of this. It looks it looks country. It just looked corny." Then he dropped the rice the pancake mix and the syrup. He clearly listened to our show because after that, he drops this cereal with the cartoon penguin mascots on the front, which is perfect for kids. It's no different from the fucking Toucan Sam that's on the front of Fruit Loops. That, in my opinion, is a much smarter play. Now, in terms of the health shit, everybody coming out of the woodwork and P, why are you putting this sugary stuff and marketing it to blacks and bro, <laughs> Unless you're on the front line standing in front of General Mills uh, boycotting tricks, then I don't want to hear this shit about why P is putting out something with sugar in it, bro. Like, stop the fucking madness. The, uh, Robert Johnson said this best. Bob Johnson, uh, who used to, who started BT, he said this best. On an interview he did with How I Built This, they asked him about the backlash that he got from the community, about some of the stuff that was on BT. And he said that a lot of blacks move as a collective. And if you as a black person come out and put something out there that is different from what the collective or is perceived as going against the collective, and in his case being music videos with scantily clad women and all that shit, 
if you do something that goes against the collective, then you're looked at as someone who is um, kind of going against the movement that the collective is perceived to be making. This is the exact same thing with P, what people are saying about P because it's perceived to be unhealthy yet no one is coming at the big dog General Mills and Kellogg's and all. nobody's coming after them for having these types of cereals on the market for 50 years. The thing that's killing people real quick is not one bowl of fucking cereal, dude. It's eating a sugary bowl of cereal in the morning, snacking on chips in between lunch. Then at lunch, you're going to get two double stacks from Wendy's with a, with a fucking shake. And then for dinner, you're getting a Big Mac supersize with a McFlurry. You do that Monday through Sunday, and then you will kill yourself. It is not on one box of fucking cereal. So people need to chill out, stop exaggerating on this one damn uh, product that he's pushing. And if you don't want to buy it, then don't fucking buy it. Don't hate on the next man because he look like you because that's what it sound like. Mm, that's a little much. Soapbox done. I'm off. What what I would say uh, for Master P, and I, I, this goes way back beyond the cereal and the noodles and the chips and the fucking Miyati shoes and the ugly ass clothes. If Master P had a more original idea, then he wouldn't get as much flack for this. Mm. What I would he's, say he's clearly to you, biting Fruit Loops. Absolutely. Like yeah. Fruit Loops, General Meals, whatever. Stuff that sells in the hood, as, as we know, like these sugary snacks, the noodles, all that shit gonna sell. Yeah. No problem with that. My, what I would challenge you on what you said and what I would challenge Master P is, why not be the person who does something different? Like one of the biggest complaints we have about them ugly ass shoes, they look like fucking Jordans, dude. Like they, no, those they, are no, they, ugly no, knockoff. I mean, you you know what he was trying to do. He tried to modify the Jordans and make them like luxurious. You could clearly tell he took the Jordan shoe model. And even like when when Cash Money came out, he started saying that he was a hot boy. Like P, at some point in time, lost his flavor to be original. So everything that became hot, he tried to bite on it. Now. He could easily do this stuff that he's doing and it's gonna come with backlash because people are way, just more woke nowadays in 2020. So as okay. Master P, like it would have been more lucrative for you to go the healthy route. Like who else is doing that? Like what master, what mogul has changed the game from rap doing his own independent thing and now I'm gonna put y'all on the healthy snacks. Now I have something uh, on the opposite end of the Fruit Loops and the opposite end of the oodles and noodles and I'm taking time to educate people on how to eat healthy. Like be that dude. Like don't just try to peddle this bullshit out here to us cause it can make you some money. Like master p hasn't been able to catch a fire because none of his causes have been original since he has been hot like he hasn't been able to spark anything like from the ground up like he did with no limit and this these food items are a chance to do that as opposed to just falling in line to something that you think niggas are gonna buy so yeah he should get backlash for it because he don't need the money from this like he's not doing this to to launch his career he ain't doing this to compete with general meals it's just a stream of income for you so why can't you educate black people and make them healthier i'm with the people on this no dude it's not his job bro I just like yeah, I just no, it became his job when you decided to make cereal, my nigga. If no, you hop in the food game and you you peddling the same bullshit that been killing my people for 50 years, then I'm gonna criticize you because you look like me. 
Like you said, absolutely. I hold you to a higher standard, Master P, than I do General Mills. I hold you to a higher standard, Master P, than I do Ruffles and all these other people that are peddling bullshit to my people. And all all of those same people who are saying that same bullshit have everything you named in that cabinet right now. It's sitting on top of that goddamn refrigerator, dude. That is what's killing me that's right not, now. That's not. You're that, talking that, all this you shit. You got but you uh, fucking let, king size Golden Grams box on top of you. Why are you letting people bother you, though? That shouldn't be the thing that bothers you. P is in the position to do that. People are going to be people, dude. People are going to criticize whatever scroll in front of their motherfucking screen. But if a nigga made $500 million and has the opportunity to make a change and do something differently, then fuck yeah, I'm going to criticize him if he don't. You trying to take the same lane and just... Steal more money from people? Nah, nigga, do something healthy. I all the criticism that he gets for this is very well warranted because he's not trying anything new. How many, how many millions of dollars does a nigga who owned Kellogg have? What do him having five hundred million? What does that have do to anything? do with Master P, bro? You just like, you brought up him about the team. You, you worrying about the wrong person? You can't worry about those people. We talking about Master P? He's I'm providing the one supposed competition, to be doing huh? It's not a monopoly, dude. They don't they ain't got a monopoly on the cereal. I'm putting my cereal I'm, out I'm to, to go against the their cereal. shit. I'm talking dude. about people, though. You're talking about product. There's a difference in what we're talking about. You're absolutely right when you're talking about competition and these things. I'm talking about on a deeper level of people criticizing him for peddling shit that could possibly kill black people. It doesn't matter if they go buy it from General Mills. You can be that one person that's providing change. You save one person's life, you've helped us. What? Yeah, dude, get the listen. People need to get a grip. Stop overthinking the shit. If if it's you don't eat sugary cereals, then he's not talking to you. He's not talking to you. You can take it that way because you can be dismissive of things you may not care about. People care about this, dude. People care about what their kids eat. So you can't say, man, General Mills selling it. Won't you go protest up the street? That's not that's real. That's not America, though. Like you can't say, well, that's like telling me, well, Donald Trump is saying fuck black people, so I can't. I say it. Like that, that makes no sense, bro. No, 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 that's not. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. You're saying they can do it, why can't I, right? No, no, what I'm saying is they're doing it and you're not complaining about them doing it. Because they don't look like it. me, they're a conglomerate. Master what? P, well, Master P should have the interest of black people being better. He's selling these cereal, black people. Bro, you're not gonna die He's off a bowl of cereal, towards bro. Black people. You're not, you're um, not gonna die off a bowl of cereal. Newsflash, people. You're not going to die from a bowl of cereal. It's contrary not, to popular also, belief online. You're also not going to go bankrupt from educating people on how to be healthier as opposed to peddling them shit. That may be next. I don't know. Start there. Why wouldn't you start there? Who? He doesn't have to. You know, he, doesn't he, doesn't, to. he don't have to at all. But if you're saying that may be next, then why would you roll out the thing that's more harmful because he can what are you talking about you can and you can also (laughs) educate people you can also take a better approach and be healthier just because general mills does it just because fruit loops makes it bro it does not make it right for master p you have i said this a long time ago and i firmly believe in this and you stand on the opposite side of this there's an obligation that you have to your people when you're the successful person and that stands for family. That stands for even when you're on a big level like Jay-Z and Master P. I believe that. You believe differently, I see. He's been doing that, though. We act like I'm, P ain't, I'm, okay. ain't a it's huge just, philanthropist. It's a, it's a full-time job, bro. It don't stop. He's, he's you, been doing you that, You can't though. tell me, oh, well, I've been doing it. I can't just take a little break. No. We he in has. a position to do that. You told me to listen to the uh, Dr. Umar uh, on Nick Cannon the other day. Yeah, that was Specifically what he was talking about. You don't have the opportunity like other people to take a break. 
when you master peak. If you want to do this, you want to put your stuff out there, be part of the change to help people if you don't want the backlash as opposed to peddling shit out there just like everybody else that got us in the position that we're in now. I can I can sell whatever I want if it's liquor, if it's yeah, water. If we're it's talking like, about the backlash though, bro. Wh- where was the backlash when niggas it? was selling liquor? Where was that at? What does liquor do? Nobody backlash people for selling liquor. Who? When, that when did that happen? Who the fuck is sure. mad at Jay-Z for pushing Ace of Spade, bro? Nobody. What are you talking about? The same I've backlash at Pete. It's not the majority, but it's probably the same percentage of people that are criticizing Pete and going to liquor as opposed, like that, that's preventative as uh, for sugar, diabetes. Alcoholism is a national thing. Like motherfuckers is going to sell liquor. When you're talking about the number, one of the top killers of African-American people being diabetes and you having an opportunity to educate people about that as opposed to putting something else on the market that will kill people. I don't understand the comparison you would make to alcohol. My problem is people who are in line at Burger King commenting about P. Why are you, but what, what does Co- that commenting have to do about, with Because Master people are P, hypocrites, though. dude. Newsflash. Okay, let people be hypocrites, bro. Why? That don't, that doesn't prevent you from being a good person. Like people being hypocrites shouldn't curtail you from being a person that wants to make change in the world. Just because people are going to go do whatever they do anyway, that don't mean that you get to be a piece of shit. No, no, what, well, no, not because people do what they want to do. It's because people do what they do. And then, but when they see somebody else, they're held in, they're holding them to a different standard than themselves. That's people. That's horseshit. That's people though. That's the expectation you get when you become a millionaire though. When you run businesses, you know this. When you run businesses. People do it minus the millionaire shit, bro. They do it every day. They do it minus the millionaire shit. Stop. Stop. I'm talking people, about people not just this, hypocrites to millionaires, bro. They're hypocrites to people next to them. That's Stop. fine, but that's not the point. My point is when you are a millionaire, people are even more hypocritical. So when we're talking about the backlash that he's getting for this, it's absolutely warranted because people are hypocrites. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna criticize Master P because he looks like them for doing it, and they're gonna go buy fruit loops. That's crazy. so his decision is to say, Well, do I want to help people or do I just want to make the money? And it Sick looks like he man. just wants to make the money, hence him being criticized. Sick of these niggas. Y'all can't Don't say nothing to me if you got what you sign up for you. when you make $500 million. I will say it again. You sign up for this. Absolutely not. Listen, <laughs> y'all let us know on Facebook, man. Is, is the um, backlash that P is catching, is it warranted or is it fake outrage? Y'all let us know. Go to facebook.com. Search for the group Rap Chat. That's us. We take the conversation off of the show. We want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, we have a very dope topic. Uh, speaking of rap chat, I think I, I'm somebody mad. I can't remember specifically, but I think somebody in the rap chat or it might have been Patreon actually suggested this topic a couple of weeks ago and we had to get it together how we wanted to do it and do it proper. But shout out to that person. I'm mad. I didn't. I thought I wrote the name down. It's my bad. You know who you are. Shout out to that on Decker. Triple salute. But we yeah. thought it would be dope to talk about album covers and kind of where they've gone and what made them dope to begin with and fast forward and see if they're still relevant today. In your opinion, what was it about album covers back in the day uh, that made them important? It was the whole experience going through, well, even before going through and picking it up in the uh, media, in the CD shop, it was flipping through the source and seeing the, the, the whole four page ad in the magazine. And you see well, 400 degrees coming soon. Or you seen uh, Mercedes coming soon, and, and you would see these, and it have the dates there, and it just—it was a driving force for the culture. 
brand new CDs. And then on top of that, going to the record store, grabbing the CD, having the different aspects of picking it up, opening the booklet up, seeing who was on the inside of it, seeing what's coming next. Uh, even the um, people, the youngsters that are listening may not know this. They used to, the rappers used to write the shout outs in the back to write to who and everybody thank all the people for the album and like all of that shit was exciting like all of that shit you you would figure out because we didn't have as much access to artists back in the day as we did today so you would figure out oh he knows such and such oh this was recorded at patchworks like being a, a hip-hop just ingrained in the culture like those were the things that came with the album cover the inside the booklet like the thing that caught your eye those were the most memorable things you turned them into posters had them hanging in your room so for me, that's what the album covered, man. That was really like my introduction into to hip hop in the golden age, posters, album covers, booklets, CD, uh, stuff like that. What about you? Yeah, aside from the single, it was the only thing that you knew about the album. It was the cover, that was it. So if the cover was fire, it added to the anticipation of the project. It had you more excited to get it, you know what I'm saying? I think about back in the day, you just gave the example, uh, No Limit. I, I know we just got through talking about P present day, but let's take it back. When he, the smart marketing that he used is that when you did buy a CD and you opened it up, the first thing on the other side of the CD was an album cover of the next release. Coming that soon. had you just as excited as soon, you hadn't even listened to the one you just bought. <laughs> and you're already excited for the next one because of the album cover that was right there coming soon. And so I, I think it played a big part. Album covers can tell stories too. I'll speak about it when we talk about our favorites. Album covers can tell stories, man. And like, it, it just adds to the, to the layers of the project as a whole. You go from the single to the album cover to the features. That's all you pretty much know before something dropped back then, at least before leaks and shit popped off. That's the only things you had to go off of. Thanks. And if the album cover was fire, Man, listen, you, my anticipation level just went through the roof. If I'm looking forward to that DMX debut album or if I'm looking forward to that next No Limit album, that cover dope, man, this shit can't get here quick enough. February 12th can't get here fast enough. Like nice. that's how it used to be back in the day. So uh, album covers were a huge deal back in the day, in my opinion. We'll talk kind of what, how you feel they are today. Do you think they're still a big deal today? I don't. I tell you what, besides the on decorative, the position this episode it was looking at the 21 savage and metro Boomin going back to the pen and pixel mm. i think they're a big deal when you do different stuff like that like if you do like that's that pen and pixel was of our era so most kids don't know like what the fuck is this either they thought it was cool they thought it was corny but for us it made me remember the cd so i think if you're doing something different with it then it can make an impact but otherwise it really doesn't because you hardly ever I mean, I guess when you save it on your phone, the icons right there, but I mean, it's really never a factor as to when you use that stuff. Oh, no, I disagree with that though. I like, like it, I think mean. it's still relevant. I just, I think only a few people know how to use them well. Um, like when it's used correctly, it's good for marketing. Like look at somebody like Drake. How many album covers has he made that have become memes? That's huge for the brand. Like if you if he's mastered the the art of making a memeable <laughs> album cover in a digital age, so from um, take care to views with him sitting on top of the, the Toronto thing, people had him moving, sitting on top of different shit. Uh, uh, nothing was the same with his head in the clouds. People took and people 
put different heads in clouds and shit, had Homer head and all that shit. Like, if you're able to tap into that side of it, of the creative process, I think you can still, uh, your album cover can still be kind of relevant today. Now, does everybody do that? Obviously not. You know what I'm saying? And then who knows? There may be a machine behind Drake that makes the memes and puts them out into the universe that makes it cool or whatever. Who knows? I wouldn't put that behind no label. So you never know. But I think in that aspect, they're still relevant. And plus, if I'm scrolling through, I remember um, uh, what was the not that piff. What was the other mixtape app we used to use, man? Live mixtapes. Live mixtapes. That's okay. That's one. It's been relevant. Uh, that's been relevant. That's what spin I'm rubber. thinking of too. Mm -hmm. Those two, I would scroll through. If your cover caught my attention, I'm, I'll check out the first three songs. If I never heard of you, think. Look at Trinidad James. I remember when his cover came out. I said, "Dude, I got to hear what this nigga right here sound like." <laughs> I, I, I have to. He no. looked like that. I have to hear what this sounds like. Period. So you at least got to click out of me for a couple of songs. And I found that's how Dave East, uh, his Black Rose cover caught my attention. I was like, what? okay, what is this? Let me see, let me hear what he's talking about. So I think it's, it has that aspect. And, and I, I don't want people to, I don't want newcomers to sleep on that. Like if you make a dope album cover, you might catch somebody's attention scrolling through if they don't know your name. Uh, so that might still work. I don't know, you, you, don't done, you don't never done that before? You ain't scrolled through and been like, oh, who the fuck, what is this? No, nah. for me, it's more so than the name of the album. It's some, it's mm. shit, if it's some interesting shit that I feel like, well, where did that come from? Mm. Then I may check that out. If I had some street shit that I feel like, oh, okay, I wonder what you talking about on this. But that's true. When um, going back to the Dap Piff Live mixtape days, at that point, we were on phone. So it was like, it had died out for me. Like I said, for me, it was more so the physical. Like even now buying um, vinyls, like that, that's, I like it because of like, I I got a, Pretty Girls Love Trap Music. The, the vinyl's pink, the the, the album yeah. cover is fire. Like the whole like packaging. I, yeah, UGK riding dirty, like it's a clear vinyl. Like you can see through it. That's that hard. shit's fire. And for me, it, it's more of a physical thing. Like I, once it got out of going to actually pick it up, having that piece of paper, looking through it, folding it, it wasn't as big for me. Hey, that's one thing we lost because the cd graphic used to be different a lot of times that would be different from the the cover yep. and that shit would almost it'd be like almost you had two covers Something like it would exactly. be dope you had a CD you know what i'm saying you're looking at like the, yeah pac had the eyes on there and shit yeah that, that like, shit was fire we P had the I, red and the blue cd i missed that yeah, yeah like we like we just fire. did the big timers review the we know the CD. big timers albums by the color of the cd <laughs> yeah yeah that's <laughs> like, you know what I'm the 400 degrees is the same as the cover but it should just looked good yeah, it looked dope yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, so like that, that kind of hurts, man. But um, enough of the washed up. <laughs> we sound like two washed. People don't know what the fuck we talking about. Yeah, niggas, oh. niggas born in '95. Like, bro, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> Who? What uh, album covers? <laughs> now let's talk album podcast. covers. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's talk album covers, man. Top five, and it ain't got to be in no order. And these are these don't even necessarily have to be the best. Just your personal personal favorites. Favorite, like what? Give me, give me, uh, give me a couple of them and why. First one, um, mine are earlier, cause like I said, it's, it's more so the physical for me. So one very first one, I remember seeing this album cover and being fucking scared shitless. I couldn't, I didn't even think it was real. Mm. And that album cover is the Ghetto Boys, We Can't Be Stopped. I knew you was gonna say that. I, I, <laughs> Bushwick crazy. Bill, he got shot in the eye. 
They had him going in the fucking hospital room. He was in the hospital gown. Scarface is on one side. Willie D's on the other side. I think James Prince may have been in there too. Mm. But, and, and the backstory behind it, it's a real picture. Bushwick Bill had gotten an argument with his girlfriend who shot him in the eye. And even before this, if you know the history of Bushwick Bill, um, I do like thanks to that Netflix show that I kept mentioning back in the day, but it was just talking about, he used to be like on that three, six shit type of rap. Like the 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 devil horror rap horror type core, shit. dark type horror shit. core exactly. So yeah. this was like the first thing mainstream like street like that he was doing, and the, just the compact come and the impact like that. That shit shook me as a young lad. I think I was maybe ten. I was like, what in the fuck? Yeah. I always remember Ghetto Boys, and they had the song "Mind Playing Tricks on Me" too, which was an equally scary ass video. And I think that was one of the first rap songs that I learned the words to because I was so scared of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrifying, nigga. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take mine back too, and I'm cheating because this is pre '93, mm. and we we rarely go before '93. But this album cover is two fires. It's um Ice Cube Death Certificate. Mm. album cover is super hard it's got the dude underneath the american flag like instead of in the coroner's office underneath the american flag with the toe tag that say uncle sam hard nigga. Right. like cube been on that wave like everything that he's on right now i know he's looking like the angry black man right now but he's angry because he's been going through this for the last 30 years at least he's been trying to tell y'all Thanks. So I thought that album cover spoke volumes. Again, they say a picture's worth a thousand words. I think you look at that, you can break it down in different pieces. You don't need to say anything. It speaks for itself. I'm, I've never really been the biggest Ice Cube fan musically. That's a little bit before my time, just a little bit. But um, I always had respect for him and I always had respect for the statements that he made. And I thought that cover was a big statement piece, man. So that Death Certificate album cover is complete flames. I like that. I like Classic. That. Facts. Next for me, same era, but like a couple of years later, uh, this album was equally as good when we talk about the greatest hip hop albums of all time. And for me, this one is Snoop Doggy Doggy Style, mm -hmm. the comic book. And I got a reason why I picked out of these and why they're some of my favorites and the ghetto boys because it scared the shit out of me for this one. As a kid, I remember seeing this album cover and I seen the What's My Name Snoop Dogg video with him turning into the dog. It was almost like this was marketed to kids. Like Snoop was almost like a comic book character. Like that was one of the reasons and my mom was younger. So she wasn't very strict on you can't listen to this and you can't listen to this shit. I could listen to some stuff in her car. Uh, with that being said, she was never hard on me about having a Snoop album because the album looked like a cartoon, even though it had an ass on there, but it was a dog. And yeah, you true. see the video on MTV, he turned it into a dog. It looks playful and friendly. I remember getting that album, having that, seeing the cover and just thinking it all fit together, even as a young age and seeing that rollout as being brilliant as far as that cover being perfect for that artist. I think that that was a great job. Uh, so I definitely got to go with Stoop Dog Doggy Style. Yeah, no, that, that's a fire-ass, obviously classic-ass album cover. And that just made me think about, when you said it was marketed to kids, that made me think about the podcast that we talked about last week mm -hmm. um, about the prison. Um, mm. it, did you listen to it? I did. It was really good. And, you know, they talked about that so-called meeting of the minds yeah. to promote gangster rap to black coke. So kids. you saying that it appeals to kids, Slick kind of fits into that narrative, that whether, narrative whether you 
believe it or not. But I understand what you're saying. So that's just interesting. I just thought about that. Um, the next one I have, I'm gonna keep it 90s. This is the uh, no, I got two more in the 90s. I'm gonna keep it 90s. I'm gonna go Nas Illmatic. Um, we talked about this when we talked about Nas getting inducted into the On Deck Hip Hop Hall of Fame. His young face in the forefront of the picture with Queensbridge projects in the background. Um, it's it basically says I'm a product of my environment and I'm about to paint you this picture of what it's like growing up in this in this neighborhood and where I'm from. And that's exactly what the album did, which is why it's a classic uh, or considered a classic amongst hip hop heads. I think the album cover should also be considered a classic. Uh, I said this before, but countless albums since then have had either the baby picture or the young kid picture on the front. You can thank that Nas Illmatic for that, which came out slightly before the Biggie album. Uh, so that, I just thought it was dope, man. When you look at it, it's been parodied a thousand times, uh, but you put the face, you just got the young kid face with the projects and it's, it's like, it's mixed in just right. So you can see both of them clear. Like it's, it's a fire ass cover. Uh, it's a classic, 93, 94. Uh, you you can't beat that man. It's a it's a dope ass cover. Has there ever been a story that came out about Big and Nas and that whole how similar those album covers were during the same time? That's a good period? question. I would that's a good question. I, I know, know that there's a New York nigga with a backstory to that. Like I bet one of them thought the other one had it first. I, I know that there's a good story to that. It's it's a New York it's nigga right in a barbershop right now telling that story. Son, he tells I it remember, every week. I remember that week, son. Both of them had the covers, son. <laughs> my man Nas was like, nah, I'm gonna drop my shit now, son. Nigga Biggie was hot, he was pissed Big was about still, this you know, shit, puff, like fucking perfectionist, he wouldn't let him drop. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely, that's a real good, I, I would love to know the backstory for that. And my next one is kind of in the same vein, though it's not the child picture. I remember when I seen this CD cover, it was everything that I was looking for, but it was so simple. And the reason that I say this, when people were talking about this guy, when this CD came out, they were saying that he was the Jay-Z of the South. Now, if you're the Jay-Z of the South, you remember volume two, he on the, Jay-Z was on the Beamer, had the suit on, and he was looking like a New York nigga that was, he looked like a ghost. You know there what I'm saying? That's what, that's what you're looking for. When you're talking about down South and a nigga like Jay-Z, you're talking about T.I., you're talking about the trap music cover. Being from down south, when a nigga say this to Jay-Z of the South, that's how I want the nigga to look. With the head cock right there, with the t-shirt on, with his pants sagging. It felt like I knew that nigga. Like that was my cousin or that was a nigga that I knew. Hey, snap this flick real quick, quick for the album cover. I love it. It's simple, like you said, with the Nas, but it says so much and it represented a class or a, a, uh, a fan that really hadn't been addressed yet until, in my opinion, mm -hmm. T.I. came out. You had Outkast, you had Goody Mob, you had the different Atlanta aspects, you had different people from the South, but I feel like T.I. was the first person to dress in a certain form of lifestyle and rapping about it from that perspective heavily. And I won't necessarily yep. say trap music, but I'm just saying just that thought process, the representation of niggas like him, there, it wasn't heavy in the South. And to see him standing on the album cover in front of the bando with the hat cocked to the side, like it was everything that I was looking for as a T.I. fan from his second release. So I got to go with T.I. trap music for my next one. Yeah, I ain't mad about that, man. There's a lot of album covers that got kind of that portrait, that face mm -hmm. to the side uh, portrait look. That, yeah, that's a fire. It, it, said, it, it speaks about you. You got the A-Town hat on, you know what I'm saying? Like you repping where you from. Like it's 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 able to say things without having yep, to be vocal saying, about it. So yeah, not that shit much. Facts. 
Yeah. Uh, my last one in the 90s, I, you know, I couldn't leave here without a No Limit album. I had to go Master P Last Dawn, even though there was a ton I could have went with. Pen and Pixel was killing shit. This was supposed to be P's last album. It was marketed as his retirement album. So it was a double disc. That was already a big deal. But when I got to the store, got the CD and saw that it was 3D and you could move it in there, he would move the Pete, man, bruh. Take my money now, nigga. I thought that was the dopest, coolest shit of all time when that came out. I got to give it to him. That's a classic album cover. P was on top of the world. That probably ran him an extra bag. It didn't matter. He knew what it was going to do. I think it ended up going two, three, four times platinum. The cover, in my opinion, added to that. It's the appeal. That's something that I promise you, bro. If people weren't even just on P like that and they was in Media Play or Best Buy or Circuit City and you walk past that cover, it's a 3D cover, you have to at least grab it and see what the fuck it What's is. What's going dude. on? True. You, you have to. I don't it know. It looked like it was worth the $30 that you was about to spend. Exactly. It was, it, it was a premium album cover. You know That's what I'm saying? It was, it was a double CD. So, you know, back in the day, it was smacking niggas for the double CD. $30 easy. Yeah. So... Like you were justified in getting it. You felt like you were getting, uh, you know, like a like an artifact or a piece of, you know, a piece of hip hop. You, you thought you was getting your money's worth. You know what you I'm definitely saying? Definitely so, worth it. Yeah, that that that's my that's my last one in the '90s. But that P cover was fire. I could have easily went with a couple of other ones, but that one that's probably my favorite No Limit cover today. That changes. <laughs> <laughs> my next one is uh, the, the Ti was like I said, the representation of what I want to see from the South. The Ghetto Boys scared the shit out of me. This one was just being a young perv. And okay. <laughs> you know who we talked about? Relate. You know, we talked about, uh, what is it, Mac? What was the, the CD place? The Columbia House? Yes, where you ordered the 12 CDs? Yeah. Yep. Two short cocktails. Mm. <laughs> I was going through the Columbia House mag, and I'm like, man, what is it? I got that. Just let me look. Let me take a look at this. Pull it in close. All right, I'm ordering this. 12 CDs yeah. for a penny. This got to be one of my CDs just because it's three naked bitches and cocktail glasses on the front. Let me get that. But knew very little of Too Short when I was putting myself into bad credit and <laughs> ordering these CDs and not paying for them. But I knew looking at the album cover of this that I wanted to know what he was talking about and what he had going on. And needless to say, I had to keep that seat. That was one of the few that I did have to keep away from my mom because she definitely didn't want to hear what Too Short was talking about on cocktails. And I couldn't play that one in the car. But I do remember that being one of my favorite CD covers and me just copping it and being, to this day, I like Too Short. Like, I'm getting it was one of my favorite songs of all time. Love it. And Too Short, my guy, based off solely ordering this out of that magazine, seeing the three holes on there in the cocktail glasses. That was it. Yeah, Columbia House got a lot of niggas in trouble, including my damn self. My mama intercepted that shit like Dion. She was like, nigga, what do you think you listening to? It's him straight over grandmama house, nigga. Nice try. You got a package over here. I don't know why. I just sit it to the side. I'll be over there to get it. (laughs) Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, yeah, that, oh. that too short album. I forgot about that one. That one, that, yeah, that's a plus. Uh, let me take it into the 2000s, man. I'm going, yo, boy. I'm going 2 chains based on a true story. 2 chains mm, going two off chains. of his reinvention of himself, going from Titty Boy to 2 chains, leaving DTP, going to a solo artist on Def Jam. Late in his career, this debut album, 2 chains was well until his 30s. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Like when rap was supposed to have an age limit 
but like he broke that and with this cover he's got the versace style jacket which kind of matches his style with the two chains the two cuban links laying over top the black tee it was clean it was it was two chains like i i thought it was a nice double entendre nice play on his name and the album cover they didn't overthink it they didn't try to do this big elaborate no let's keep it plain simple and let's just have the two chains, the clean chains laying over the black tee with the fly ass jacket. I thought that was perfect. <laughs> like, bro, that's a perfect way to reintroduce yourself. Again, speaking it without having to say it. Very clean album cover. I've always been a fan of that cover and, and album too. Based on the true story was fire. Uh, so I, I always thought two chains was dope with the rollout. You mentioned the, um, the pretty girls like trap music, that rollout and, and album cover was dope too. And so he's always had an eye for that. I think students of the game pay attention to stuff like that, bro. Like, even if it may not matter the same, they still need that shit to be crispy. They needed to make sense. They needed to say something. I think 2 Chainz is one of them people. I agree with that. Uh, my next one would be so my guy. One. Yeah, my last one. Gotcha. Kung Fu Kenny, Good Kid, Mad City. I feel like mm. the, the van one, or even the one where he's sitting there on his daddy lap. Yeah. Either one of those uh, covers was perfect for that, that CD. Was hard. Like, yeah, that's just fucking perfection. Yeah, I know Section 80 was uh, the first release, but this being his first commercial release, and that being the album cover, and then putting the album in, and it all tying in, like, that, that, that shit is fucking amazing. Just another testament to how great that album, that project, that whole situation was when he came out with the Good Kid, Mad City. I love that album cover. You can get that on a t-shirt and people know exactly what's going on and, 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 and what you're saying. So that for me, that picture, the polar war, turned it into that. I fucking love it. And it, and it looked good on vinyl too, blown up. Oh, fine. It good on vinyl. That fine. shit look good as hell on, you I ain't got no record player. Yeah, you can almost frame it, motherfucker. Just put I, it I ain't even got no record player. And I and I walk through a, the mall or something or walk through somewhere and I see that vinyl. I'm like, that motherfucker just, just the cover right. is hard. Just sit that shit on the- <laughs> Take in my, my room somewhere. exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. What's ironic is my last one is is Kung Fu Kenny as well, but it's to Pimple Butterfly. Mm. Uh, y'all know I'm not you a big fan. Finally put some respect on it. Not just the cover though, guys. Not the album. It's, the album is a coaster. The cover is fire. Maybe um, you'll get to the, the classic album later. Absolutely not. Saving the worst for last, people. Um, Kendrick to Pimple Butterfly cover is super dope. Got the niggas posing in front of the White House steps with the alcohol, the money stacks. Just all hood shit. He was, the hood is taking over the White House. That's basically what it is. I loved it. Thought it was very symptomatic of kind of like the album itself. Uh, too bad the production didn't do anything for me on the album. I would like it a little more, but the cover, just the, the black and white cover, niggas done invaded the White House lawn. Like we coming shit in, we about to take over. I, I love the cover. The cover is fire. Always been a uh, admirer of the cover and Kendrick covers it. To begin with, I like all of his shit to be fly to me, man. Like even when if you look at damn, damn fly too. Like damn that was, was a memeable one, like you said. People were using it as a meme. That's fine. It was it was a plain, but it was memeable, man. So it's just something about it. It's just his stuff works, and maybe that's the hold up. Maybe him and Top Dog can't agree on the cover. Maybe that's why we ain't got an album in three fucking years, dude. <laughs> just pick a cover, guys. Pick a goddamn cover. Let's get this album out. Let's get some new music pumping in this fourth quarter, please. You put out what when you start out the gate with four classics, you know, you know, you can take your time. Oh my god, you can take your time, man. You can just Guys, take your time. let that have no, that was it. 
Uh, okay, okay. I didn't know if you had any bonus ones or none because I didn't. I was just gonna say if you had some bonus no, I ones. Didn't, I didn't. Only now because I had Master P the last Don on mine, and you got that one, so I, I got all the ones that I wanted in pretty much. And we spoke on the pen and pixel, so I think yeah. that, that. Do you think that they can make a comeback? Because you know that they went out of business. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they came out of retirement for this Twenty One Savage. I don't know they if it's website enough. is shit cracking though. I ain't go to that website right now and see all the projects they're working on. I now, went and looked on it when uh, they dropped this album and shit. They got a website and shit with pen and pixel on them. They need to be they need to be able to put their shit on t-shirts. Now if they that own the rights to the covers, fire. that's what they need to be doing. That they need to be, be a t-shirt company. Absolutely. Yeah. Or I wonder who or if you could the licensing to that. Is that the artist? Was that the record label? Is that the probably the label? The cover or, people. Or probably whoever owned the whoever owned the rights to that album. I oh. doubt it's the cover people. They sign shit. They get a bag for that to let that go. They yeah, don't own problem. that shit. Yeah. Hmm. But it'll be dope. Y'all let us know, man. Uh, What's some of y'all favorite album covers? Matter of fact, give us your top five. Give us your top five on IG at On Deck TV Podcast. Give us your top five on Facebook in the rap chat. Let us know what your favorite. It ain't got to be the best. Just what personally is your favorite. Um, Let's get to some wins and some losses. We have a W to my guy, Killer Mike, for launching an online bank, Greenwood Bank, uh, Black-owned, very dope. How you feel about him launching a bank, man? I'm looking forward to doing more research about it. Mm. Uh, you told me there was an interview where somebody was pressing him pretty thoroughly on this, right? Yeah, they were kind of questioning him what in terms that? of why now, what's the difference between this bank and other things, and how do you make money? And they were just kind of just digging into it, like trying to get some, Did doing some investigative some, reporting. Were they substantial answers for your taste? Yeah, he didn't know everything because to be fair, he's not the only person that's a part of this. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's him and three other people. He's not going to be over all aspects of the bank. He's right. He's, just he's more or less it, really. bringing pub to it. He's an ambassador. Uh, he's yeah. He, well, I mean, he's owner too. Like, but mm-hmm. he's more the mouthpiece, Paul's for the bank. But I'm gonna tell you what though, when he was on his um, you know, bank black movement a year, two, three years ago, I had always meant to get an account because you're supposed to have more than one account anyway like i wanted to get an account with a black bank and i never did that so i signed up for the greenwood bank and it's a it's it launches formally in in january so there's a wait list so to speak when i signed up my number in line is number twenty six thousand five hundred and ninety four. so that is how many people have signed up so far apparently ahead of That's me at least crazy so that's a lot of motherfuckers. But it's too, I, it, I think you got too much access to banking and too many different options to make people wait. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But to be fair, it's not as if it's my first bank account. So it, it, this it more than likely will be people's secondary or you got an LLC or some shit or a savings account or something. Like that's that's more than likely what, that, what that'll be. But they're just trying to get the ball rolling and build some excitement around it, man. But they're going to do big things, sense. though. I, I think so. I'm fully supportive of it. I definitely want to see that. Uh, speaking of big things, we got a W to Polo G. Uh, the Chicago rapper announced that his new feature price is 85K. And get it now before it goes up. Are you justifying that 85K feature for Polo G? He from Chicago? Yes. Yes. I'm <laughs> Them Chicago niggas is different, man. King, If he getting 85, King Von probably getting 125. What? Uh, Facts. King Von, no. the hottest nigga in the streets right now. You'd sleep. I like him though. 
I like I like King Von. He nice. Chicago shit different, man. These niggas is different. Like I recently found out that G Herbo was only twenty five this weekend when the nigga yeah. had a birthday. That's I'm surprised cool. he's that old, bro. Really? He been on. I he been on since he was sixteen. I thought that nigga was in his thirties, man. Nah, bro, young boy. So, I say I like to say Chicago niggas different, and I will not dispute Polo G's feature price. These niggas, man, they had they had the little story up there, you know, uh, how it started, how it ended, been been trending on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. And they showed that the tweet of uh, that little nigga that was beefing. With. Man, he was. I think it was King Von or one of them Chicago real ratchet killer rapper ass niggas, and he tweeted at him like. You, nigga, one of the niggas tweeted him, nigga, you a pussy, I'm outside, pull up. And then it had like the date that he tweeted that and then it had the news headline of him dying the same day. Wow. Like, <laughs> man, they, I think yeah, it might've also... been Lil Reese he was talking to. He was talking to Lil Reese, I think. And then the nigga was like, how it started, how it ended. And they put that tweet up there and then it had the news clipping from later on that night with a nigga popping him. So Chicago niggas can have whatever they want for the feature. They on some other shit, man. Facts, man. Um. One more L to hand out to Kanye West's sampling skills. Uh, Shaka Khan was just recently interviewed. She said she hated what Kanye did to her voice on Through the Wire. Of course, uh, he sampled her classic Through the Fire and that sped up soul sample style from the early 2000s, man. Are you, well, I, you think that old she was wrong? Old people always trip, yeah. I think old people always trip on samples. Ronald Isley told a story one time of um, how he wouldn't let any hip hop people use his voice for a sample until he like, Got, I can't remember what song he said it was, but it was some hip hop song that he said that once he heard it and heard what they were trying to do, he was a lot more open to it. But old people always like standoffish <laughs> with the sample and shit. I don't understand that, nigga. I'm gonna pay you. Take this little check. Nigga. No, I don't think it's about to pay though. It, it's it's they deep it's on the art of it and and to hear it sped up like a chipmunk and shit. That shit was cool to us, but to her, it's killing. It's killing the integrity of her of her vocals. Like she bodied okay. the shit, and you just turned me into a chipmunk. That's fair. So it's These like niggas is fucking with that chipmunk though. Take that check, baby. Hey yo, B. They fucking with the chipmunk <laughs> the sound. Chipmunks ma. is rocking, ma. <laughs> Sit back and take these checks. Hey man, on deck of the week goes to we're going to Patreon. We got another subscriber. Super shout out to Maurice H. Good looking. I uh, even left a couple of comments on some records, like uh, on some album reviews that we did. I guess it would have been good for me to read those. My bad, I didn't pull them up. But nice. shout out to Maurice H, man, the latest Patreon subscriber. We got some big news about Patreon in just a second. But triple salute to you, my guy. Thanks. What you got to put me on? Uh, last week we talked about the two podcasts. Uh, the one that was about the hip hop. Uh, and the criminal justice system and the other one with Lupe and Royce, the Lupe and Royce show. Checked out both of them. Okay. Put you on the hip-hop one last week, the one for this week. Fam, I was thoroughly entertained by all three episodes of Ed Royce and uh, Lupe. Wow. I binged it. I, I, it, me... When I'm listening to podcasts, I'm not really listening for structure. I'm just looking for free-flowing conversation. People just bouncing shit off each other and see where it goes. These niggas did that shit perfectly. Mm. Man, they had a conversation about music. They had another conversation about Lupe stealing the door off a bando in Detroit. And it's just like, it's good. Like you can tell that these niggas are friends and enjoying themselves, but it's not, they're not too cordial with each other. Where it's like, I don't just want to hear these niggas talk. Like, at one point in time, uh, Lupe was telling the story, and uh, just to give you a sample, Royce was like, oh, I don't use my brakes. 
And Lupe was thoroughly shocked. It's like, well, fam, why would you say that? Like, why would you put the people of Detroit in danger like that? Like, you just running through red lights? Like, how does that even, like, he was thoroughly, like, shocked and inquisitive about Royce just throwing a throwaway bar out there about not using brakes. And then Royce doubled down and like, yeah, I, I think I just be flying. I don't never use a brake. So they just have a good dynamic of going back and forth, man. I, I would highly recommend it if you're a fan of conversation, but it's not going to be for everybody too. I know one of the young deckers hit me up and was telling me about it. He said it sounded like a word salad. <laughs> so, so, I mean, <laughs> if you ain't fucking with the word salads, then you might not like that. But I like word salads, man. So I'm here for the Lupe and Royce. Show. Oh, shit. Word that's salad. funny as fuck I'm gonna check it out got it, man. I'm gonna check it out man um, I'm gonna put you on to something that I, that just came out but I haven't watched it yet but I, I will be watching this week and I'm gonna report back to let y'all know if it's worth checking out Charm City Kings uh, featuring Meek Mill it's a movie on HBO um, thumbs up facts I man I, I wanted great, to check but it's definitely watchable it's watchable okay I wanted facts. I wanted to see it when they showed the preview, it's, it's supposed to come out in theaters. Obviously, COVID threw a monkey wrench in that. It's produced by Will and Jada. Um, so I, I wanted to see what it was hitting on. I'm glad it got picked up and put out by HBO. So I'm going to check it out, though. You saying it's good. That's what's up. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Nah, I it, it was good now. It's, nah, it's nah, a you, cool. You just gave me the two thumbs, thumbs up. up. Thumbs up. I gave you one. It's one <laughs> thumbs up. But it's a cool day. Like, like if you and your wife are about to watch it, it's cool for that. Like, don't look at to take intrigue. Don't be, don't take a, nothing intriguing away from about it. But it's exactly what you expect it to be. Like, from the That's start cool. to finish, it's exactly what do? you expect it to be. He did okay. He, <laughs> it, it, he was Meek Mill. Now, he played Meek Mill. So, he, so played, okay. So, he could play Meek Mill, but you're looking like he couldn't play nobody else, though. No. Nah, okay. Nah. Like, he couldn't he was, play like a, like a lawyer. No, no, no. Okay. This this character was one hundred percent for me. And not this ain't like giving away or nothing. He was he worked in a body shop. Like he was a mechanic. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he looked for like the motorcycles dirty, and shit, right? Yeah, he was like a dirty Philly nigga in the jump in the Dickies <laughs> jumpsuit. That's what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out my Philly niggas, man. But Meek Mill looked like he looked when he was growing up. I didn't know that Meek Mill was that tall. Like, how like, tall, how tall is he? This nigga was towering over people in that. I don't know if it was all midgets in there or what, but he was like tall as fuck. He might have had the he might have had the platform Tims on. Oh man, he definitely had the Tims with the the work jumpsuit on. That's what I'm but saying. I think, I think you'll enjoy it though. It's definitely it, it, it's it was good to see Meek in that space. It, it's. It's a, uh, it's one of those like feel good movies. Like, okay. you know, one of those coming of age stories about a group of friends and you know, how they grow up one summer. It's, they in Baltimore, cool. right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. The accents are cringeworthy. Like that shit crazy. And like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's definitely worth watching. Yeah, cause you get, I would a, recommend. You, you about to spoil it. Let me, we yeah, I was yeah, just gonna leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. Right? You about to blow it. Hey, listen, we talked about Patreon earlier. Do us a favor, patreon.com slash realville, October 8th. 18th, October 18th, we are relaunching Patreon with brand new tiers from each show on the network. There will be bonus content from each show. That means FSP got a brand new show on there. That means Fresher Than Your Average got a brand new show on there. That means we got even more fire reviews coming on there, more throwback shits for y'all. And we're talking movies and TV. We even got a brand new movie podcast. I'm telling you, check it out. Patreon.com slash Realville. The link is in the description. Hit that. Select your tier and support the real, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, we definitely appreciate that, man. 
100% need that Patreon support. You guys, get on there, show us some love, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Absolutely, man. Hey, until the next time, we out. Chill.